In episode 194, I covered using MongoDB with MongoMapper. Now, MongoMapper is a really nice gem, but there's also another alternative which I recommend you check out as well, called Mongoid. Now, Mongoid is a project that any other open source project can learn a few things from. As you can see here, the site is beautiful, really well done, and polished, and it actually has some documentation. So uh, there's a lot of links here that I encourage you to visit. Uh, it's just really well done. Now let's dive in here and get this all set up. The first thing you'll need to do is install MongoDB if you haven't already. I just go to the downloads page there and install whichever version is for your OS. Now if you're on Mac OS X, I highly recommend that you use Homebrew instead. You can just do brew install MongoDB once that's set up, and then just follow the instructions to uh, add the launcher. Once that's installed, you can make sure it's working by pointing your browser to localhost port 28017, and you should get a page that looks something like this. Now let's try Mongoid out in a new Rails 3 application. So I'll just create a new application called blog here. And then we'll open that up in TextMate. And let's hop into our gem file here and we can add Mongoid here. Uh, just gem Mongoid. And we'll also need to specify the version number because uh, the version that's compatible with Rails 3 is, is still in beta. So that's 200 uh, beta19 is the latest version. Uh, you might want to check the latest version when you're watching this. And we also want to add what's called a BSON extension gem. And this is basically a uh, binary version of JSON. Uh, it's a C extension for handling that so it's a lot faster. It's basically for uh, performance improvements. And then we can run the bundle command in our project to install those gems. After that's done, you can run the Rails generate mongoid config command. And that'll basically create a configuration YAML file. And this is what it looks like. Uh, we can leave these defaults for development, uh, but check out the documentation for the options that you can pass in here. And now we can start just building our application. Uh, so I'm going to just use the default Rails scaffold generator here. So generate scaffold. Uh, let's create an article model with a name column of string and a content field uh, of text. Now the cool thing about Mongoid is that it provides some generators for the default model. So as you can see here, it's actually invoking Mongoid's model generator, so it's not using Active Record. And if we open up that model file, you can see it's just a simple class called article that includes the Mongoid document. So that's how you create a model in Mongoid. And as you can see, you specify the fields here, and you can specify the type class here. And actually, the type will default to string, so you can just delete the type as string uh, attribute there. And that's all we need to do. So now we can just start up our server without running any kind of migrations because Mongo, MongoDB is schemaless, uh, so we can pass in any attributes into a document. And if we just point our browser to the articles page, you can see here we have our traditional scaffolding, and we can create and manage articles, but this time it's using Mongoid instead of Active Record for the backend, which is pretty awesome. And you can see there's our article uh, successfully created. Now the great thing about having a schemaless database is that it's super easy to add fields. So uh, let's say we forgot to add a published on date to our article. That's easy enough, just say published on, and then set our type to date. That's it, no migrations or anything. And now we can adjust our form to take advantage of that new field. Uh, we'll just say published on, and we'll make it a date select. There we go. And let's also add it to our article show page so that you can see it. 
I'll just say published and published on. And now when we go to our article, you can see that published is blank, but we can edit it and add a publication date. And then it's visible, there we go. Now Mongoid uses active model, which means a lot of the functionality in active record that you know and love just automatically works here, such as validations, uh, there's callbacks, there's dirty tracking, there's attribute accessible, and so on. So uh, it's easy to just add some validations here, such as validates presence of, name, and that works just like active record. So create a new model here, a new article without a name, we get the validation. Now what about associations? Well, we can't have a blog without comments, right? I bet you didn't see that coming. So we want our article model to have many comments, and there's actually a couple ways we can define associations in Mongoid. One way is through a reference association, which behaves very similar to what you know in Active Record and relational databases, where you have two completely separate records or documents, and they're just related through an ID column, uh, so it, the ID column just points to the parent model. Another way is through an embedded association. In this case, the comments would be embedded inside the same document as the article. So the article would have many comments and the comments would be almost like attributes of that same document. And this method is pretty popular in the uh, document database world. Now, how do you know which one to choose? Well, a good question to ask yourself is, will I need the associated records to really stand on their own or will I always be fetching them through the parent model? Uh, I don't really plan on fetching comments in any other way except through our article, so I think an embedded association here will work pretty well. So in Mongoid, we just go into our article model and just say embeds many comments uh, to set up that association. And we need a comment model, so I'll just generate that directly using the Rails generator uh, called comment, and it has a name attribute and a content type. And again, the string type is default, so we can just remove that. And here we need to say embedded in uh, article, uh, and we have to do inverse of comments option just to tell it uh, what we want it to be embedded through. Now for embedded associations like this, you likely always want to use nested routes because it always needs to go through that parent record. So in this case, we can do resources comments under articles in our routes file. And that means we'll need to generate a controller called comments. And then we'll just do a simple create action here, which uh, fetches the article based off of the article params ID, article ID. And then uh, we create the comment through that article. So article comments.create. And so basically everything, the interface is very similar to active record. And we'll just pass in our comment hash in there and then um, we'll just redirect to our article and pass in a little notice saying that a comment was created. There we go. And lastly, we just need some way to make and display comments. So I'm going to do that on the article show page here and we'll just paste in some code because basically the interface is just like active record. So it's nothing new that you're seeing here. So this is what our new article page looks like with a comment section. Let's try commenting here, create our comment, it bounces us back here and we now have our comment listed underneath here, so it's all working. If you take a look at your development log, you can see the MongoDB queries inside of there. So you can see here in our create action, 
uh, we sent a query in MongoDB to update our article model. And you can see here we're adding a comments attribute to it. And that's where our comments are stored, just all under this single attribute. Pretty awesome. It's important to understand that these embedded associations are not their own separate documents. So they're not their own separate records, which means if we do something like comment count, that's going to actually return zero, even though we have comments in our article, because uh, they're not at a global document level. What we have to do is always go through our articles. So article.first, comments count, then that will return that comment count. So anything that you would normally call on the class, such as comment first, you'd want to call on the association instead because that's an embedded record. So if you want an associated record which stands on its own as a separate document, you'll need to create a reference type association. So let me demonstrate that real quick here. So let's say we want each article to have an author and we want authors to be their own separate model. So we can just generate, uh, let's say, scaffolding here for author. We give them a name, generate that. And so now we have an author model with some scaffolding. And before I demonstrate this association, let me just show you something really cool in uh, Mongoid, and that is the key method. So if we just pass in key and then a name of a field, so in this case, name, then that key will automatically be used as the ID. So let's create a new author here, call him Ryan Bates. And Notice that in our URL here, we automatically have Ryan Bates as the ID um, and automatically parameterized it for us. So that works really well. You'll just want to make sure that the field that you use for the key here is not uh, editable so that it's a permanent string that doesn't change throughout the life of the document. Okay, now for associations. Here we just say author uh, references many articles. And then in our article model, we just say referenced in and then author. And then you would use that association like you would in active record. So in our form here for editing a article, let's add a new field for setting the author. So we can say author ID and have a collection select here. It's on author ID and then fetch all of the authors and just choose between the ID and the name there. So now when we create or edit an article, we have the ability to select an author, and that should all just hook up fine. And that will just update the author ID attribute um, referencing to that separate document. And that's it for this episode on Mongoid. Uh, it's a really nice gem, and I encourage you to try it out. Uh, be sure to view the documentation, though, because there's a lot that I wasn't able to cover here, especially with regards to querying. Uh, I didn't even touch on that at all, but there's a lot that Mongoid supports here. Um, there's a lot of options and things you can pass in to uh, query for different records. It's pretty awesome.